Morning. Um, please don't judge us, but uh, the Ritchie family uh, quite enjoy watching uh, reality TV. Anybody else like watching that? You, you're not going to admit it, really, are you? Um, a, a few weeks ago, we were watching The Apprentice. If you've never watched that before, it's the show that you watch like this. <laughs> no, they can't be saying that. That's not the way to do it. And, uh, but Every candidate, the 16 candidates that, that entered, they had a purpose. The purpose was to win the £250,000 on offer from Lord Sugar and create a global brand or something like that. We also, unfortunately, watch X Factor. I know. We're the few last people that watch it. And uh, I haven't entered yet, but that's coming next year. Uh, and and when, you, when you listen to them, they says, what's the dream? They sometimes ask them, don't they, Simon Carr, what's the dream? I want to be a global superstar, or I want to be famous. People seem to be more interested in being famous than being good at something. But, you know, and, and back in the uh, 17th century, the, the church in the UK was wrestling with a whole question about how they could help disciple the people that were coming into the church. And we're still wrestling with it now, all these years later. How best can we help people recognize who they are? How can we help and teach and, uh, people to, to discover who they are in Jesus? And they came up with a thing called the Catechism. Uh, and uh, they came up with one called the Shorter Catechism. Anybody ever read it? it I wouldn't like to read the long, long version because the short version is pretty long as well. And uh, it's a series of questions that are asked... And it's almost like an ask and reply type of thing. So you ask a question and everybody replies back what the answer is. And it opens with this question. What's the chief end of man or woman? What's the chief end of man? What's the purpose of men and women? Why do we exist? It's a great question, yes? Straight off the bat. And here's the answer. Man's chief end is to glorify God and enjoy Him forever. Now, I think that's a purpose worth having, yes? And when we read, this verse is not on, on the screen, we read Paul, the Apostle Paul, the great Apostle Paul, who planted so many churches and teach the gospel over a whole continent. He put it this way, it is my eager expectation and hope that I will not be ashamed, but with full courage, now as always, Christ will be honored in my body, whether by life or by death. He goes, ah, everything within me, everything that I exist for, my whole body, my whole life, even my death. Somebody said the good things and the bad things, yes? They're thankful for it. Paul's going, even how I die is going to honor God. Now, that's a purpose, Yes? I believe that our purpose in God is that we have to have a life that's not wasted. We have to have a life that puts Jesus on display as the greatest treasure in the whole world. In everything that we do in our life, we reflect and demonstrate the glory of God to everybody around about us by the way that we live on purpose in the way that Paul lived. 
whether we face good things or we face bad things, what we do in the middle of that is glorify God. You know, our first and main purpose in life is not to build a great business. Nothing wrong with building a great business, but if we build a great business, we've got to build it to the glory of God so that the things we do within it glorify God, that we value people, that we're honest, that we don't take shortcuts. Yes, we build it to the glory of God. And, and, and if you want to be a global superstar, that's great, but do it to God's glory. They seem to be having a problem with that sometimes. You may be desperate to get to, into Oxford or Cambridge, and you need umpteen A stars. And there's nothing wrong with having umpteen A stars and going to Oxford and Cambridge, but when we're doing it, what have we got to do? We've got to do it to the glory of God. Maybe a little bit more at home. Maybe a purpose in life is to get married. For those who are not married, obviously. And that's a great thing to do, yes. I would recommend it to anybody. But you've got to do it to the glory of God. Because so many people are not doing it to the glory of God. Even in the church, even people that do know God are not doing it to the glory of God. Men, you've got to love your wife and be faithful to your wife over everybody else. You've got to champion your wife. You have got to help her be everything she can be. This isn't about getting your needs met, but it's about meeting other people's needs and championing. That's what marriage is about. You're a bit quiet. I thought I would get an amen on this one. At least from the ladies, come on. Our, our, our marriages need to be to the glory of God. Not comparing to everybody else, but to God's glory. And if we're going to have kids, we need to have kids to the glory of God. You can't just send your kids to Discovery Kids and they're going to be okay. I mean, we're obviously doing a reasonable job with our kids because the kids are putting the adults to shame today. When we get asked what we're thankful for, it's the kids that are sticking up their hands. Come on, we've been around this place a lot longer than they have, so we must have a heck of a lot more to be thankful for. Why do we go into, get shy when we get old and we stop to say what we're thankful for? We should be falling over ourselves and every hand should be up because God has done something in your life this year, I tell you, even if you don't know it. And you need to tell other people to be the glory of God. That's why we exist for the glory of God. It's not to buy a house, but it's to buy a house to the glory of God. So I'll use it to invite the people in from my street and I, they will know that we are here because we love Jesus. That I invite people in, I give a room to somebody, a meal to somebody. It's not to create wealth, but it's to create wealth to the glory of God. It's to create more money because you can give more money away. You can bless people in organizations and charities and fund people on mission. 
We've got to understand that our whole life has got to be lived to the glory of God. It's not about a pastor living to the glory of God, but it's about the whole body in the church of Jesus Christ standing up and saying, we will live our whole lives, every single little bit of it, to the glory of God. Does that mean we'll get things wrong? We won't get anything wrong? No, of course we will. But we'll repent and we'll move forward to demonstrate glory of God to everybody around about us. Paul wrote a, a few verses to a church in Ephesus. Let me just read it to you. Um, Ephesians 2 verse 1. It says, And you were dead. What, what's the purpose of a corpse? Just to be dead, yes? Not much else it can do. But you were dead. That's what you were like. You had no purpose apart from being dead. You were dead in trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince and the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience. Verse 3, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and we were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. I like to call that be the before. That's the before Christmas. That's before Jesus. That's what we were like before Jesus came into our lives. And verse 4, we get the after. But, it's always, well, usually it's pretty good in the Bible when it says but. Because something usually is coming good after it. So, but God. But God what? But God being rich in mercy. Because of the great love with which He loved us. Even when we were dead in our trespasses and our, our trespasses made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved, and He raised us up with Him. That's Jesus. And what did He do? He seated us with Him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So that, that's another great word in the Bible. We've got, but God, and then we get, so that. He did all these things, so that what are the so that? In the coming ages, He might show the immeasurable riches of His grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace, you have been saved through faith. And it is not of your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works so that no one may boast. Now, before I read the next verse, you, you, just work with me a little bit. You see, everything up until this point, for the first nine verses, it's all about what God's doing. It's not about what we're doing. It's about God loving us when we were unlovable. He made us alive when we were dead. He seated us in heavenly places in Christ Jesus when we didn't deserve to be there. He showed us His love. He was kind to us. He gave us 
It's all about him up until this point. And then we get verse 10, and we had it on the side walls here just a little while ago. For we are what? His workmanship. The stuff that I've all just talked about, all the things that we've talked about or looked at in this verse, we are His workmanship. Again, it's God doing something, and we were created in Christ Jesus for what? For good works, which God prepared beforehand. Even the works that God wants us to do, He prepared them before the foundation of the world for us to what? That we should walk in Him. When I read that chapter, what I see is that it's all about God, and the only thing that we've got to do, the only thing that me and you have got to do is that we walk in the works that were there. Everything else has been taken care of by God. Sometimes we make the Christian life so difficult and so hard, but God, right the way through that passage, it's all about God working. It's not about us working. And when it gets to us, the only thing we've got to do is to walk in the works that He's already prepared for us to do and crafted us and shaped us to enable us to be able to do them. You know, growing up as a a young kid, um, I knew exactly what I wanted to do. I mean, you ask kids nowadays what they want to do when they grow up, and like, oh, I don't know. I, I'm like, I knew exactly what I wanted to do. I wanted to play football for Aberdeen Football Club and score goals in the cup final. I mean, I've got my, like my, my Christmas present. I mean, it goes back to 1983 because that's the last time we won anything, but never mind. Uh, that, that, that was my passion in life. I, 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 you know what I mean? You know when they say, Practi- just keep on practicing and you'll get your dream. Rubbish. I, 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 I practiced more than Ronaldo. I can assure you every day when I got out of my bed, I was a football in my room and got annoyed my mom kicking against the wall, went outside. It's rubbish. I was totally crap at football. And, and so that was it. My dream was finished before it started. And then I got a bit more spiritual, of course, and I got to know Jesus. And then my next dream was that I, was, I had a strategy to plant churches right across the whole of Scotland. I mean, why go for something small? Well, Scotland's not that big, but anyway. Um, and, and, and in fact, I've still got the strategy. If anybody wants to go and do it, it's in my office. I can give you it if you could read my writing. But and that was what I wanted to do. In fact, in fact, when I came to Milton Keynes, I was only coming for a short period of time, and I started dating Nicola, and, and uh, this is true. Um, don't, by the way, this is not a, if young guys are here, this is not a good dating strategy, okay? It doesn't work. This is how crazy it was. I was like, look, Nicola, first date, first date. Uh, I think we were in the barn up, at, up, up the road there, and it was like, look, you do realize, I'm going to, in a couple of years, I'm going back to Scotland. I'm going to plant churches. And if you don't want to go to Scotland, there's no point of this relationship going any further. <laughs> How's that for an opening line? Yes. So maybe don't quite do that. And so I moved to Milton Keynes, and I thought George was going to be able to show me how to plant churches down here, and he sent me off to a village, and I discovered I was as bad at that as I was at at playing football. So it's like both my dreams are gone, and I'm like 20. 
So, but where do you go when, when that's all gone wrong? Well, I think this verse helped me just a little bit. For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. I am God's workmanship. Sometimes I find that hard to believe, and the people around me find it hard to believe as well. And I was created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God, in His omniscience, created for me to do. He made me alive. He seated me at the right hand of God and says, now just walk in them. It helped me to understand God has gifted me and created me for a, a purpose, and He has you as well. You know, I think the nativity um, is, a, is a little bit helpful for me in this. I've got this little box at home. We, we go for big-time lights and everything like that. All our neighbors talk about is. Um, and, and, but in there, we've got a little nativity. Uh, probably should be bigger, but never mind. It's a little one. And, and, and so every year we get the nativity out. And I've realized when I came to do this illustration, I've realized our, nat- our nativity is somewhat lacking. Important characters are missing. I mean, we've had this for probably 20 years and not realized it before. But when you, when you, have, when you have the nativity, first, first thing you need is, is Jesus, yes? See, see if we can get, can we get it on this, on this thing? Oh, where are we? Whoa, that's complicated. You've almost got to do it backwards. So you have Jesus in the manger. And then, of course, the star, well, Jesus is the star, but the second star is, is, is Mary, yes? You've got to have Mary in the middle. And normally what you would do then is you would get wise men or kings and, and, and shepherds. But our nativity, for some reason, doesn't have them, people. Uh, so we've got a sheep who will represent the shepherds, and a donkey, which doesn't really make sense because I thought they were wise men, not, not donkeys. But So, so that, they're, they're the wise men of the kings. Is that okay? That, that sort of works, does it? And, and so then, then we've got this guy called Joseph. Is that one? Yeah. We've got Joseph. And, you know, like, if you get Joseph in a nativity play, you don't really get much words, do you? You get to knock on a door or something like that. And, and we're not sure what to do with Joseph because he's there, but, but we don't want him too close because he might sort of interfere with our incarnation of God's Son and everything like that. So he's around, but, but he gets a pretty backward seat compared to all the other people in the thing, yes? Don't you think? I think he gets a bad rap. And, and, and so, so Joe's there, and, and uh, you, you know I mean, all these people, like the shepherds get a choir, a choir of angels singing at night. The, 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 the wise men get a star that guides them. Mary, well, she gets everything, like angels turning up in her bedroom and speaking to her and different things. Like Joseph gets a dream. I mean, have you ever had a dream and woke up the next day and you're trying to put it together? Like, it doesn't make sense sometimes, does it? 
In fact, if you read through, you'll notice that every time that God spoke to Joseph, he gets a dream. He doesn't get all, the, all these other things. He's like, he's already feeling like a second-class citizen. It's like, I just get a dream, God. Why don't I get all these other things? You mean, he, he can't get a word in edgeways anywhere. You mean, you remember the story when they, they leave and, and leave Jesus behind and they forgot about him for three days? And, 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 and you know, like, as a dad or a parent, you ever had that experience where you lose your child up the city center? I've had it. And, and you're running around frantically, desperate, because you've lost the love of your life. And, and then you find them and you just go, stop doing things like Okay, that's just me. Sorry. Forgive me. We've got a funny way of showing our love sometimes, haven't we? And, and, and so Joseph can't even get a word in edgeways. Mary just jumps in front of him. Why have you done this to me, your dad and me? Why, why have you done this? But you see, Joseph, I believe, had a really important part to play. You see, he was somebody who accepted Mary when nobody else was going to accept her. I mean, how would you have felt if your wife said, hey, I'm pregnant. Whoa, yes, where to go? Oh, just a minute. It's not yours. And then she makes up this stuff about it's the Holy Spirit. I mean, what, what would you have said? And, and I get this weird dream. But somehow Joseph listens to the dream and he becomes the best husband to Mary could have had because he didn't walk out. He stayed. In fact, he left home. He, he, went to a country, he went to another country to stay out of the way for years so that they could protect, protect Jesus. Then he, they, they moved to a small town, just Hamlet, so that they're out of the way of everybody for Jesus' formative years. There's no question that Jesus spent lots of time with Joseph because he went into the family business. We're not sure if it was a carpenter or a stonemason or a general builder, but, but he went into the family business. And he, Joseph would have taught him with his other sons the memory verses from the Bible. He would have taken time to show him and grow him up. And Joseph had, I mean, I think he had a stressful job. I mean, could you imagine God shows up and says, I'm going to give you my son to look after. I mean, that would be a mission, yes? And I quite like Joseph because I think he's a bit more like me. He's on the side. He doesn't have the star and role. You know, we always want to be the center of the attention. Well, sometimes. But his role was as important as anybody else's. The, 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 the shepherds, well, they just went. The wise men went. But he spent the next 30 years caring for his wife and looking after his son that wasn't his. So I think he should get a little bit more mention. And I think he had purpose in his life. He may have not had choirs of angels, but he had purpose. And, you know... Sometimes we can get to a point where all our dreams seem to be fallen away and fallen to pieces. We've all got a child inside us, yes, that, that has this dream, 
But the reality is, I'm never going to score a goal for Aberdeen Football Club. I'm far too fat now anyway. I'm probably not going to plant churches all across Scotland, although I've still got a bit of time left, so you never know. I'm not going to be mentioned in, the genera- in a pantheon of inspiring Bible teachers. I'm not, I'm not just sure, I'm, I'm not sure what that is for you, but we, like Joseph, have been given good works to walk in. And what I do know is that God has created you and made you special. In fact, not only did God not help me with my dream for playing for, Aston, for, for Aberdeen Football Club, he actually, you remember the verse that we sung earlier? Uh, sorry, we said earlier, Psalms, that, that being formed in my mother's womb. Well, when God formed me in my mother's womb, he chose to give me a genetic disorder, which guaranteed that I would not be any good at playing football or anything athletic. But God, in His incredible design, put other things within me. And sometimes we've got to stop thinking about what we can't do and start realizing what we can do. And we may not be the star of the show in this earth, but we're walking in the works that God has got for us. We may, may not be remembered by the, all the honors that they give out over this little while. We may not be OBEs or SARS or, or whatever. But more than that, we can walk in the work that He prepared for us to do don't miss it. And if you go through that 2019, I can't promise you a key to miracles. I can't promise you blessing. I can't promise you any of these stuff. No church can. But I can promise that God created you to do some works, and He has given everything you need in your life to be able to do it, and start walking through your life to the glory of God. Amen? Amen. The band's going to come. We're going to sing and uh, then we're going to go. God bless you. Remember, we've got a um, service tomorrow night, 10.30. Come early if you want a seat in here. God bless you. Have a great new year.